It's time for our first act. So would you please give him loads of energy. So our first act is from the West. Out West, he said, he's known as Stax. But around here, he's known as Andreas de Stack. He's furious with energy. He's got lots of love in his heart. You're going to love him. I love him. Lingo loves him. Live for this moment and give him a roar for Andreas de Stack. Stax! Thank you. It's a great pleasure to me to be here. Here, I'm seeing all you beautiful gringo lingos out there, and uh, I, up Shrule all the way. I didn't realize I brought the whole parish with me. You know, culture's in the capital. Got to look out for each other. And uh, I'll start off when I was down in Australia. You know, he says to me, I'll email you, but I was down in Australia. But you know what I mean? Like, I was kind of hyperglycemic, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was hyperglycemic, it was too much sugar. If I had a bit of sugar, a bit of chocolate, to go off the head, like, so, um, I was down in Sydney, but I'm burning my kidney. I mean, I hadn't a beer, I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't a bean, you know. I was thrown out of the casino, fucked out upon my ear. The cops reported I was going to be deported home for nicking beer. So I headed out into the west of Australia, put on my high-vis vest. And I started jamming a bit of music, you know. I was, you know, the old crack when you're from the west of Ireland, you're jamming out the jigs and reels. And you know how it feels with the jigs and the reels? You're pumping the alcohol around the body. And ignorance is bliss when you're on the piss. But by the time we got fucked out of every Irish pub from here to the other side of the earth, from Sydney, Melbourne and Perth, we were hanging out in the streets, just kind of jamming a bit of gypsy music. You know, it happens when you land on the streets for too long. And... Um, I was playing a bit of klezmer as well, like. Because you see, I, I got not fully circumcised, but um, I, w I was nicking a bit of a bottle of Budweiser down my arse, when I, and I got a kick of a bouncer out the door, so it was fairly nasty. But anyway, myself and one of the lads, because you know when you're from the West or from Ireland, you team up with someone else from your parish. And I met this fella called Str Scratchbox Paddy from Glenamaddy. So myself and Scratchbox were hanging out like, you know, and um, Scratchbox had this kind of import deal. He was importing stuff from the west of Ireland to Australia. I mean, what could you possibly import from the west of Ireland to Australia? Rain and people. <laughs> but he had this gig, this gag going where he'd bring in these colouring books. Every colouring book had 10 markers, and every marker there was 10 yokes. Ecstasy tablets. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, in Australia, they don't have a fucking science industry. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they're into sheep shearing, sheep shagging, that kind of thing. They didn't know how to make yorks. They didn't fucking need them with the sunshine they're getting. So, next thing, he's selling a few pills here and there. You know, flags, hats, banners. You want to buy a pill or a bit of cocaine? And uh, he wasn't dealing to everybody and anybody. Just, you know, close friends and total strangers. And, um, and I was swinging beside him, trying to play a bit of gypsy music, you know. And uh, I was kind of going like this, like... Uh,
Jump push and pinch him, give it to me again. Jump wanna buy pill a little bit of cocaine. Jump push and pinch him, give it to me again. Wanna buy pill a little bit of cocaine. Shampoo, champagne. You wanna buy pill a little bit of cocaine. Jump push and pinch him, give it to me again. You wanna buy pill a little bit of cocaine. Shampoo, champagne, champ, give it to me again. You want to buy pill or a bit of cocaine? Shampoo, champagne, champ, give it to me again. Want to buy pill or a bit of cocaine? Shampoo, champagne. You want to buy pill or a bit of cocaine? Shampoo, champagne, champ, give it to me again. And you know the way you'd be shouting out, selling a few pills, and you know how it feels the chicks and reels and so on. And next thing we're like, shampoo, champagne, champ, give it to me again. Do you want to buy pill or a bit of cocaine? You wait for the G on the 093. Do you know what I mean? Like, you wait for the G, scratch, scratch, B. And this Australian journalist comes up and goes, Oh, he might. This is some kind of a new cultural revolution you guys are bringing. It's, you know, in a country like that, that, you know, wouldn't be up on its probiotics culturally. And they said to me, said like, is that some kind of like new Irish gypsy Gaelic hip-hop? And we said, yeah, you just witnessed the birth of Jip-hop. Thank you. Woo. Thanks very much. I've time for one more little story. And that's uh, great. You know, I was really proud. I didn't realize until I got here tonight to say that I'd be representing the West. And there's a few other familiar faces from the West. Sarah, see little John Nee and Sarah Clancy and a few more. So it's a real honor for me to be here amongst these esteemed people. Um, so I said, seeing as I was doing something rough and tumble from the West, um, there's a story about a man from our village. And the man was called Dugin Flynn. No, Dugin Flynn was tall and thin, with a mop of curly blonde hair above his head. Dugin Flynn was a gentleman, the nicest of all the Flynns. He was a gentleman. Except when he had drink taken. Oh, God forgive, he'd get into awful kinds of trouble when he had drink taken. And it wasn't like he was an alcoholic, he'd tell you that himself. He wasn't an alcoholic, he was, you know what I mean, like he was hyperglycemic. Do you know what I mean, like? And even when he was only 18 and a half years old, he was locked up, not in jail, but you know that place up here, Lachlanstown. You know, a place you need the Phillips head screwdriver to open the window and jump out. He was in one of them, and he rang home for Christmas. He said, Mother, I'm coming home for Christmas. What would you like for Christmas? And the mother said, Oh, Mr. Dujin, I want only one little thing for Christmas. What's that, Mother? I want you not to come home for Christmas. <laughs> I'll be good, Mother, I'll be good. He came home anyway for Christmas. The mother would be afraid he'd bring shame and embarrassment on the family if he came home went drinking. And he spent the whole of Christmas at home with the mother. Christmas Eve there, cleaning and washing and putting on the chicken and the turkey and the ham at the mother. Christmas Day then was the same. He couldn't even go near the chocolates or anything, but St. Stephen's Day or Boxing Day, as some people call it, came along. And Jesus, the old anxiety was at him. And what comes on the telly only Willy Wonka and the Charlie Chocolate Factory? And the anxiety, and because he's hyperglycemic, like, you know what I mean? Like, and he was looking at the sugar and fucking... And so it was around the time of the Celtic Tiger. So he went out the back and he started building an extension on the back of the mother's house. Boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, like this. You know, to prove yourself as a man in Ireland in 2003, you have to be building something. No matter how fucking ridiculous it was. There's ghost estates all over the country as testaments to kind of ill-directed male testosterone. I think. Anyway, he was building away and next thing he ran out of cement. He said, Mother, I have to go into town to get a bag of cement. Oh, Dujin, Masha, Dujin, please don't go to town. For if you go to town, you'll drink the drop down. You'll bring shame and embarrassment to the family. And I won't, Mother, I won't. So he sat into the car. 
car wouldn't start. The mother had taken out the distributor cable, thrown it into the river. He sat up in the tractor. Fucking tractor wouldn't start. The mother had taken the key, thrown it into the lake. He sat up on the motorbike. The motorbike wouldn't start either. No, mother had pissed into the petrol tank. <laughs> so he had no choice, really, but to jump above the horse. He came on a great big white piebald horse, and everyone that was in the pub they looked out the window and went, Look, look, there's a Dujin. Look at him going up the town on the piebald horse. And up the town he went, and he did not look left or right as he passed by the three pubs of the town and went down into the quarry, put the bag of cement on the shoulder, and he was going straight home then to finish the extension on the house. But what should happen? But the wind blew, and the wind blew again, and the wind blew a third time. And with that wind came sleet and snow, and you know, the, the wild wind blows in South Mayo. Suddenly the great big concrete thing that was above his shoulder, the bag of cement burst open, and he turned into a concrete boulder. And, he, and the sleet and the rain and the snow came down, and he stood there frozen to the cold at the top of the town. And we all looked out to the window, look, look, there's the Dujin. And we were proud. <laughs> because all across England, they've statues of these fuckers like Wellington above on his horse. Across France, il y a beaucoup de statues de Napoleon above on his chevaux. But for that 59 seconds on that cold Christmas, that cold St. Stephen's Day, we had an old statue of the Dujin above on his horse. We thought we'd have him forever. But what should happen? But the wind blew. And the wind blew again. And the wind blew a third time. And as the wind took a wind blew and the horse took a wallop and the horse took a gallop and he galloped up and he galloped down and he galloped all around the town and galloped up and galloped down and galloped all around the town and he knocked on the door of the first pub. And they wouldn't let him in, wouldn't let him in. Knocked on the door of the second pub. Wouldn't let him in, wouldn't even give him gin. He knocked, he knocked on the door of the third pub at the bottom of the town. And he wouldn't let him in. They had the door bolted. And he shouted in the letterbox, Let me in, he said. Let me in, for fear I'll die of hypothermia. Let me in, he said. I'll die of hypothermia. And the barman looked out over the bar. Let you in, we won't, Dujin. For your mother has rang every pub in this town and told us not to let you in. We won't let you in. He said, let me in, I'll die of hypothermia. Hypothermia, my whore. And yet every time at Christmas, this same shite with you, your hypothermia. Please, Dujin, I'll die of pneumonia. Pneumonia. He knew that word from when he operated the pneumatic drill abroad in London. <laughs> yeah, with the lad from Connemara on the JCB. <laughs> Let me in, hypothermia. I don't fucking hypothermia. Every Christmas, tis your, tis your hypochondria that's acting up. And they wouldn't let him in. And then suddenly, what should happen? But the wind blew. And the wind blew again. And the wind blew a third time. And the horse took a gallop. And the horse took a bolt at the door. And he landed in the door like this. 
like something out of a western, his concrete-covered jacket like a moving statue. And he covered in cold and frost and icicles hanging off his nose. Drink, drink or I'll die, he said. Why can't you drink your mother has rang? Put on kettle for a cup of tea, someone said. What an insult to a man needing a drink on St. Stephen's Day. <laughs> and the kettle was so slow to buy. <laughs> Electric kettle. And for fuck's sake, someone said, give him an old hot port, the lukewarm water. That's right, sure. Look, don't bother with the water. Give him port, brandy and port. He threw it back. And the colour came back in one eye. <laughs> give him one more, someone said. Give him one more, but don't let him sing, sure. Bird never flew in one wing. Give him one more. And the colour came back in the two eyes. And he's standing with the two eyes dancing in his head as he kind of thawed out slowly. And next thing he was going out there, going out there, you've had your two drinks, no trouble, no trouble. And as he was going out the door, he looked into the fire. And whatever way he moved, a crack of sweat rolled down his forehead, down through his concrete-covered nose, into his concrete-covered moustache. And as his tongue tasted the salty sweat, it changed the brain chemistry in his brain, which had had two, three, double, six brandy imports. And suddenly, a great big orb of alcohol erupted from his gullet like a bullet from Belmont. A great big comet, just like great big broke up alcoholic vomit. As he rejected the alcohol, it landed into the fire and burst into flames. He looked at the telly. He burst it with his welly. He broke that telly in a hams. He said, today, it's like St. Stephen's Day. It's no fucking day to be watching shite on telly. Fuck Charlie Chocolate in the Willy Wonka factory. He said, let's dance, 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 dance. And everyone said, uh, dance, uh, Dujin, we don't know your dance. He didn't everybody know the harsh dance. Then he jumped again, he jumped around the room like a little red hen. Jumped and he jumped and he jumped again, he jumped around the room like a little red hen. He jumped for five feet off the ground, jumped and he slipped and he jumped around, and jumped for five feet off the ground, and then he jumped and he fell, and he jumped around, and then suddenly he slipped. <sighs> and then suddenly he tripped. And he landed, bang! <laughs> bang! <laughs> bang! Into the fire. And his body hit the ground like a lump of lead. We all thought the poor old Dujin was. And the barman looked out over the bar. Oh, Christ, his mother ain't told us not to give him drink. We give him drink and now he's fucking dead inside in the pub. Jesus. Pull him out, couldn't pull him out. Pull him out, couldn't pull him out. Pull him out, couldn't pull him out. Stuck like a cork in a bottle of stout. What'll we do? We'll ring the door, ring the ambulance, door, ring the guards. Will we ring the priest? Don't fuck us. The one day in the year I make money, said the barman. This fucker comes in and ties. And we looked at him. And he didn't really burn, you see, because he was covered in concrete. And you see, wow, what happened? What should happen then? But the wind blew. And the wind blew again. And the wind blew a third time. And a great big horse's eyeball looked in the window. And suddenly the draft left. The draft came in under the flood door. And it came in and the flames grew more and more. And as the flames, the flames, the flames, his concrete covered jacket that was burning in the hands, and suddenly he jumped from the fire like a Halley's Comet, like a phoenix rising from the flames with his concrete covered jacket in hands. He said, One more time for the harsh dance. Hey! Thank you.
Thank you, Lingo. We'll see you all soon. Good luck. Andreas to stack. Go on the stacks. Give them all, 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 all.